Hello, this is your life-changing podcast, Knowings, Spiritual and All Things Human. Renowned spiritual leader, visionary, author, and advocate for humanity, Mahatma Chris Griscom, answers crucial questions from around the world with her vast illuminated cosmic wisdom. Gentle and often humorous in her knowings, she includes her famed Exercises in Consciousness that help to bring the listener into a state of expanded conscious self-awareness, global focus, and participation. With each segment in the series, Chris answers three diverse questions to discover deeper aspects of who you are and how to find meaning and purpose in your individual and global realities. This is for you. Chris Griscom is the world's foremost expert on reincarnation. Her intensives of the Light Institute with themes of all things human are for people around the globe with the purpose of changing lives and helping the planet. Chris Griscom brings the gift of higher consciousness, accelerating the evolution of humanity and the world. We do have a second part of our meditation. It's called Knowings. And from around the world, each week, people send in questions that they would like for us to focus upon in order to uplift our energy and bring us illumination and to share that with all who are participating. And so Allison will tell us the questions that have come this week. Allison? The first question is from Cyprus. Cyprus? Mm-hmm. Okay. Dear Chris, I just saw one of your knowings about emotional addictions, and I think I have one. Uh-huh. Is there a way to stop the emotional jolt I feel when I'm afraid of not having enough money? I can literally feel this in my stomach. Mm-hmm. It's not about manifesting. I am wealthy. It's about the fear of lack, that someday I will not have enough. How can I move, as you say, above the fray of this concern? Mm. Thank you for bringing that question, because with all the changes that are going on around the planet right now, people really are addicted emotionally to the sense of safety that money provides. And of course, it is our illusion. We just haven't figured out how to shift that, but we will, and we're in that process right now. What I would say is that focus on that uh, sense of lack, that fear of loss. That's where the, the problem is for you, that even if you have everything that the emotional body and that addiction, that negativity is whispering, yes, but you could lose it all, and then you would have lack. You probably inherited that uh, psychogenetically, psychogenetically down the line of inheritance from your great 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 grandparents somewhere who experienced that, and you think it's yours. So what I would say is the first thing is you have the power to choose to not allow that to whisper to you. It's stuck in your body. All thought, all emotion, actually takes up place in the cellular level, the the mind of the cell in the body. So first, we'll release it from the body. And that will help you to reshift into a place that says, I will always be abundant because I've been given the gift of, of wealth. Who would take that from me? Only you can take that from you. And so if you clear away your fear of lack, of loss, then that can never happen. Mm-hmm. Let's do this exercise in consciousness. And thank you, because this is one that everyone needs to do. 
Close your eyes. Breathe deeply into your body. And exhale slowly so that you're slowing the chatter in your mind. And now ask your body where it holds that addiction to the fear of lack, that the future would bring that to you instead of being in the present. You might see or hear or feel a place in your body that's holding that terrible whisper, that addiction to fear of lack. Wherever you get it, you might see again some place, you might hear that place, you might feel an energy in a place, find it in you now. And then just imagine that you could sort of dip into it for a little bit and feel that energy. It's a contracting energy. All negativity, all fear is a contraction. And it blocks the energy that would create and support abundance with us. And we can release it right now. So feel that contracting energy of fear. And now ask your body what color it needs to release that fear. Light is the language of communication. It's the power. It it is in everything that is manifest in the world. See what color you get. And now just imagine that you're sucking that color into the place in your body that's holding that addictive fear of lack. And let the light come in, that color, that, that tone, that energy of light. Bring the color, suck the color into that place in your body and imagine that the power of light is washing away the fear. It's washing away the chatter of the mind. What if and, and what about? Just let it wash all that away. So there's nothing but that beautiful light in that place. Do it now. Keep washing it with the light. Hmm. That's it. And now, let's add a second part of that. And that is that if you're the giver, the giver has the power, If you're the giver, you will always be abundant. You will always have, because the giver manifests that wealth. And so imagine now that that you are so full of that wealth that you are radiating it out from your body through your auric field, the gift of wealth, the gift of abundance, the gift of money. Feel that you're lasering it out. There might be a certain group of people that you want to send it to or to everyone on the planet or even someone personal to you. But take a deep breath and feel as if you're lasering that energy of wealth, abundance that will always be there because you're the giver. So feel that you are radiating it out from that that unending energy of wealth. Laser it out into the world. And feel the power of that to be able to give it and know that it's infinite in you. Yes. And breathe deeply and open your eyes. 
Just practice those exercises and that will go away. Remember, you have the choice and the power to choose what you focus on. My love and support to you. Alison? The second question is from Athens, Greece. Hello, Athens. I'll be there soon. Chris, can you explain why there is always a battle between good and evil? In the world, in our movies, books, plays, this back and forth has been going on since the beginning of recorded time. What is it that perpetuates this, and is there a way to ever move on, evolve from good guys and bad guys? Mm. Mm. Indeed, it has been there from the beginning. And the reason it's been there from the beginning is that uh, our religions, our cultures, our tribes have always seen them and us. We have been in that octave of survival. If they have it, I will have less, etc. And so we destroy each other. And then we say those are the bad guys because they're not us. And the quirk of history will bear me out in this, that uh, we get rid of the heads of government or the heads of churches or whatever. We're getting rid of the us's and thems, the other guys, the bad guys. And then the good guys eventually become the bad guys. And that's because we're looking outside for that which represents our safety instead of looking within for our safety. And so um, that is a, it is a psychogenetic pattern we've had forever. And it's always about how we see the world, how we perceive our, our safety in the world through, uh, again, those others. And we see the others as, as in the way of our survival rather than what is true on this planet at this time. It's that only when we get together when the good guys and the bad guys are dissolved and we realize for one, for one aspect that we ourselves have been the bad guys. There's no one sitting listening to this that doesn't feel that in some way you've been the bad guy. In my 68 years of working in incarnational looking at lifetimes, I always help people to see themselves as the bad guys because something wonderful happens. When you, when you experience yourself as the bad guy, you begin to see the justification. You begin to see that, that separation, that, that longing to survive, uh, to be included, and if not to be included, then to get rid of the other ones. And so when we release those incarnations, it shifts us. What we want to do here, knowing that the good guys and the bad guys are the the result of imprints, not really what we know deeply in us to be true, but that we can't access because our focus is so uh, locked into the psychogenetics of uh, what we've inherited, what we've been told, rather than who we are. And so what I would say is, how about this little exercise in consciousness? Let us look at, uh, pick a bad guy, a group of bad guys, whomever you're afraid of or whomever you really feel justified, and you might be. They might be doing terrible things. There are plenty of cultures, of individuals and groups that are doing unspeakables on the planet at this time. But let us bring them into our mind's eye and ask where they are holding that that essence of true humanity, where they're holding the good guy, the goodness in them, and then we'll help to open that. Because 
It's all about our perception. I learned this from working with prisoners, from killers, that in them there is always that seed of goodness. They just have never been taught how to wear it, how to experience it, and how to wield it. Close your eyes. Breathe deeply into your body. Now, and, and just allow your body to bring your emotional body, because this is a very emotional conversation, and it's subjective, to ask, you, to ask them, your body, to show you who are the bad guys right now, and see who you get. It could be one person, it could be a group of people, it could be a whole society. Ask, show me some bad guys right now. And bring them into your mind's eye. Bring them in, 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 and gather them up so that you can perceive them. First of all, just take a look at them. Are they angry? Are they afraid? Do they think you're the bad guy? Just look at their energetics for a moment. That's so illuminating to actually see from a higher perspective the energy of someone else. Mm -hmm. And now, ask their higher selves, that's their soul energy, to show you where they hold in their body that essence, that, that seed of, of goodness, of humanity, of caring, of strength for the good of the whole. And just imagine that suddenly you see a pulse or you see a light or you see a point in their body that holds that seed of goodness, of human goodness, of humanity. Just find it. Mm. And now ask your higher self to show you the brightest, most radiant white light. Draw it into you, feel that it flows through, and then it flows down into your fingertips. And just imagine that psychically, spiritually, gently, you're reaching open your finger, your hand, and you're touching that place in their body that's holding, hiding that seed of human goodness, and touch it, prick it open. Prick it open and then imagine that this, this loving energy, this goodness, this caring, this capacity for the goodness of the whole begins to awaken, and it begins to build and flow through that place and flow through the body, or all of the bodies of that group, if it's a group that you have just now awakened the potential of goodness in them. And feel as if that's flowing through the trillions of cells of their body and begins to radiate and pulse out of them a goodness, a kind of energy that relates to you, that you can connect with, that you can acknowledge Feel yourself aligning to that, knowing that it is there. And imagine that as you perceive that in them, that their whole countenance, that they completely change. Maybe there's more light around them. Maybe they disappear. Maybe they suddenly smile. Maybe they look differently as they have awakened 
through your help, because you are their soul friend, their soul family, to awaken the goodness of their humanity. And therefore, you see that there's no good guys and bad guys, but that you are connected, and that together you can change that separation. Imprint that now in the mind of yourselves and open your eyes. I hope that you will repeat that exercise in consciousness every time you think to yourself, those guys are terrible. Give them, give them the seed, give them the chance to show that they are not bad guys, that they have that goodness in them. All humans do, no matter what's happened to them, no matter how we hold them as the bad guys. The change you see comes from our perception. Allison? The third question is from Galisteo, New Mexico, in the USA. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. We have been without phone service and internet now for three days. Yes, I know. (laughs) And last night I had the most beautiful, magical dream I've had in decades. Do you think being on the internet and cell phones has dimmed the capacity of our minds and imagination to expand into the unmanifest? Wow. Wow. Well, of course, it has. And uh, I will... And an attempt to illuminate how that happens. How it happens is that when we're on our computers, our cell phones, or all of those apparatus kind of energetics, they draw our attention from the self out into the world. And that's why people have so many bad dreams, or they don't recognize that they're dreaming at all. Because when we're sleeping, our body is attempting to rebalance and to heal us. And so um, it's working through uh, what we've experienced, what's come into our consciousness through all of these um, electronic energetics that do stimulate our, our brains and stimulate the mind of the cell so that our focus is outside the self. What happened, and I know because it's happened to me in terms of um, no phones even right now, and, and all of that that has been quiet in Galisteo, there's a silence there. And that kind of um, vibrational space that is, is connected. The same way when you walk in nature, the same way when you're out of touch with your cell phones or something, there's a different frequency that comes in. And what happens is that suddenly there's a nourishment of the inner self. So you had that beautiful dream because your consciousness when you, when you were sleeping was able to truly access and bring forward your higher self, bring forward the part of you that is connected. And if you had a beautiful dream, uh, then that means that you were connecting to higher frequencies, to your essence. And so in that interconnection, in that nourishment of the true self, the inner energy, uh, that allowed you to have that dream. So I would encourage all of us to give time, and certainly before we go to bed at night, to turn all that off and to, and to connect. If Even because we're, of course, not going to get rid of our cell phones and all of those apparatus, but we can choose when we wield them. 
when it's important for us to wield them, to communicate or to see what's happening, which we could do just by listening inside as well. But we have that technology. But then to, to acknowledge and give to yourself that space so that when you go to bed at night, for example, I always say to myself, I'm happy. This is time for me. I connect to my higher self. I connect to my body. And, when, and then that way, I fall asleep in, in, in a frequency of light that is embraced by my soul. And, and, and that's what happened to you. You shut off the outside stimulus. Your brain slowed down into deep, not just alpha uh, levels of meditation, but into the theta. And that theta energy is what expands the consciousness and allows for the universe to whisper and to show you images that uplift you and remind you who you are. Great love to each and all of you.